Hello and welcome to another episode of the Articulate BJJ podcast. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, it's been a while since I put an episode out. Um, I have to admit, um, you know, the the professional commitments ha- at my my actual job that pay for my bills and everything have kind of overtaken the need to put out some new episodes recently. So apologies for the unexpected hiatus, but um, I'd like to pick up where we left off with um, talking about fixed versus growth mindset. Um, Today's episode is going to fix uh, focus specifically on fixed mindset. Um, Last time we, we had a bit of a broad approach to both. Um, this time I'd like to look specifically at the fixed mindset. Um, I'm going to go through a couple of bullet points um, such as things like how the fixed mindset approaches challenges, obstacles, effort and criticism and um, how it approaches the success of others. So those are going to form the the main body. So after that, I'd like to talk about a little bit of kind of anecdotal stuff um, and, and, you know, just we'll see how we go from there. So, you know, we've been talking about it in the last episode where we've got this playoff between fixed and growth mindset. Um, you know, we ideally want to be in a growth mindset most of the time. However, it is crucial that as an individual, when we reflect upon our own internal narrative our own thinking around a topic be this anything you know your your professional life your your sporting commitments your relationships we need to understand that fixed and growth mindset manifest in different ways in the kind of story that we tell ourselves and the diet the monologue our internal monologue that goes on in our head so with that today, I'd like you, while listening, um, to think about the ways in which you can start to label that narrative in your mind, whether it is fixed or growth. Bear in mind, I also don't want you to be self-flagellating too much here in terms of uh, feeling bad if your mindset does one thing or, you know, like, oh, gosh, I'm, in the th- I'm actually in a fixed mindset a lot more than I thought I was. It's okay if you start to recognize this and you start to reflect on it. That is how we make change. That is how we can get into growth mindset. Um, Additionally, um, some of us have very deep-seated, I suppose, complexes or neuroses. Um, I know I certainly do. But, um, you know, it it comes down to if, if it's not within your power to change it right now, how can you channel that for good? There are certain fixed mindset things, um, certain habits and narratives that we have, which are not entirely negative. Yes, it's important to recognize it, but upon recognition, if you can't reach change with it, what can you do to harness that thing for positivity, for growth, for productivity, and other things? So I will talk about that as we go through each of these steps, uh, where, where I've been able to recognize it for myself anyway. So without any further ado, uh, let's, let's jump into it. The fixed mindset is the idea that intelligence is a static thing. Um, so you might remember that we talked about that last time. Um, the, the primary reference I'm using is a fantastic infographic that you can find online um, on Google um, by Carol S. Dweck. She is a PhD 
um, and the graphic comes up, it's by Nigel Holmes, I believe. It has a really great image, um, which you can kind of partner with this podcast um, as a guide. And I really recommend uh, maybe having a look at that and at least starting to try and understand it from a visual perspective. I know um, some of us are more visual learners than others, so that might be a good place to, to go. So when we say that the fixed mindset um, believes that intelligence is static, it believes that there's no ability for you to learn new things. Um, you know, it leads to a desire to look smart and therefore a tendency to do a whole bunch of these kind of behavioral things or, um, you know, kind of psychological things within ourselves. Um, it's a very interesting one, and I see this a lot in... Um, you know, in, in adolescence that I, that I teach in particular, this idea that, um, you know, your, your brain and your intelligence and everything about you is this very fixed thing, you know, oh, I've got no interests, um, oh, you know, I'm just not good at maths, I, I, I'm not good at school. And, and when you do that, uh, it, it kind of makes you deep dive into the things that you do feel you're good at. Um, if you if your confidence is so low that you don't believe it's anything well that's where in my opinion we start to see a lot of depressive episodes in people um we start to see um you know addictive personality traits coming out um trying to dive and lose ourselves in substance abuse and things like that i I know um, certainly from my own experience that was kind of the pathway i took as a teenager Um, because I couldn't identify what I was good at and I couldn't acknowledge um, the things that objectively I actually had a gift or talent for. So when we come to fixed mindset, we're talking about like, oh man, you know, I'm actually in in a jujitsu context or martial arts context anyway, let's bring it back to that. Um, Man, I know my my passing game lacks a lot of detail. I know um, my guard keeps getting passed. Damn, I'm actually not that good um, in these areas. So I'm going to move away from those. I'm not going to work on them. It's too hard. And that brings us, that narrative brings us to our first point. It's avoiding challenges. This is a behavioral pattern that we see in a person with a fixed mindset. Um, and we, we might even be guilty of doing it ourselves. I know I certainly have in the past. Um, I had a lot of challenges when I first started jujitsu around developing um, a top game and, and my guard. <laughs> so essentially, I had the worst of both worlds. Um, I had no hip mobility. Um, I had no fitness. Um, yes, I had good, a, a good sense of balance and of my physicality. But because my my hip mobility was so bad, my back was so seized up from years of powerlifting, I had literally no ability or flexibility and mobility to come to the top. As a result, I also had no ability to retain guard. So my guard was just getting passed the whole time. I was spending entire sessions under side control. um, And yeah, just really kind of uh, not getting anything working. The trajectory was very slow. Um, however, I wasn't really addressing the challenges I was having, you know, um, I saw, um, trying to get my mobility back is too hard. Um, and in fact, at that time, I didn't even know that I could get it back. That's how fixed mindset I was. Um, my fitness was terrible, um, but I hated running, so I wasn't going to go work on my cardio. The only, only thing I knew about fitness was man lift heavy weight. 
Um, and that obviously hadn't worked for me up until that point. And that's one of the reasons I stopped doing it. But in the place of that, I wasn't replacing it with anything. I was just very lucky that I had good coaches who actually physically dragged me through tasks that were going to get my physicality back to a place where I could do jujitsu better. And it was only through that that I recognized, hey, there are actually ways for me to work on this. I started doing yoga. I started stretching more often. I started doing other kinds of um, strength and conditioning exercises. I started running uh, for like the first time in my life, in my mid-20s. And those changes helped me to address that fixed mindset that I had. Um, You know, one of the other prolific ones is, oh, I suck at that move. I can't do that move. So there's something wrong with my body you know, using our physicality as an excuse for why we can't do a move. It's so important to change that narrative because as Hodger Gracie said, jiu-jitsu is perfect. It's us that do it wrong. It's humans that do it wrong. And I had this experience myself going back to that idea of um, my lack of hip mobility Um, I really struggled with triangles. I just literally could not perform an effective triangle. And I was like, oh, well, you know, it must be because I've got short muscular legs. A triangle is just not a good move for me. Incorrect. That was my fixed mindset coming up against the challenge and trying to confirm the reason that I sucked so badly. What I had to do was actually objectively look at what I was doing wrong and try to understand how I could better that technique. And, and, and better perform it, you know, look at the details. Was I not cutting an angle? And it turns out um, there were so many things wrong that I've, um, you know, slowly had to address it over the years and it's still not good. But, um, you know, the reality is you just constantly have to work on these things. There's no excuse for it. The next point that we come to is how the fixed mindset comes up against obstacles. Now, bear in mind, an obstacle is different to a challenge. Um, A challenge is something that is requiring effort of us, um, consistent effort of us, where an obstacle is once we give what we think was sufficient effort, we still experience failure. So if I come back to that triangle obstacle, I mean, look, jujitsu in itself is a challenge, right? Getting to the gym is a challenge. Competing is a challenge. There's differing degrees of challenge that we go through. So to conclude that first point on challenge, we need to understand that different people experience different challenge at different levels. Some people might crumble under a challenging role. You know, oh, I'm actually getting a lot of resistance from this guy. Oh man, it's too hard. I'm not going to try that, you know. Um, Oh, you know, performing a triangle seems pretty hard. Uh, Maybe it's just not for my body. I'm not going to try that. An obstacle is once we try it and we experience failure. The person gives up easily when they have a fixed mindset about this. Oh, man, that first triangle I drilled didn't work. Better try something else. How many triangles do you have to drill before you get it right? I mean, you can drill countless, countless numbers of a move and still not be doing it correctly. So it is so crucial for us to persevere through an obstacle. But unfortunately, the mindset tells us that if we reach failure or we experience a failure, that's time for us to give up. Um, It means that we need to harness our efforts elsewhere. 
um, or, well, in the case of a fixed mindset, harness the limited amount of effort we're putting in into something else. The reality is that the physical human body is and has a potential for a huge amount of effort. I mean, you just literally have to look at, at evolution as a testament to that. You have to look at the society we've built, the engineering feats that we've built, um, you know, the conflicts that l literal physical human effort have won and in human endeavor is so forgotten and how powerful the individual and the group can be that we underestimate and we don't even realize how much effort we have to be able to put into something. So when a person reaches that superficial obstacle and struggles with that, I mean, there's really no helping you if you cannot understand that you can put more effort in. You can persevere against an obstacle. And I think the fixed mindset mentality often tells us that our effort is not going to be enough to get past that obstacle. That actually segues quite nicely into our next point, which is how the fixed mindset views effort. How do they view like what a sufficient amount of effort is to put into something? They see it as fruitless or worthless or not worthwhile, okay? So to put effort into something according to the fixed mindset is a stupid idea. Oh, why would I spend so much time doing that thing? It's so dumb. Like, I don't get any money from it, you know? Um, why Why do you do that when all you do is get injured? Oh, you know, um, you, spend, you spend hours a day doing this thing, but like, what's the result? That is very fixed mindset, you know? Um, the fruits of your labor are more than just a fiscal thing or a financial thing or a physical thing you can see. You should know this if you have done any form of art, you know, not even just martial art, but if you think about a time that you painted something, a time that you practiced some music, uh, something that you collected thoroughly and the amount of research that you did to collect that thing or to find that thing, the reward and the fulfillment that you gain from these intangible things is often greater or even at the expense of physical and superficial things. So the fixed mindset viewing these effort, these things that require effort as issues or problems or as fruitless, we need to be able to address that. And, you know, we can apply it into something as small as a technique in jiu-jitsu once again. You know, um, one of the things I've been really trying to work on for myself is layering my passing, like layering passing systems together, right? Um, I mean, God, I could talk about that on its own for hours, but I won't. Um, so I've been working on this idea that um, my first pass will not always work because anyone with a semi-decent guard will re-guard on you. So how do I layer my next pass? A lot of people will see that as like a sunk cost kind of fallacy and go, oh, well, you know, you're putting so much effort into this one thing when you could be working on others. That's a very fixed mindset way of looking at it. Additionally, I could have a fixed mindset as well and go, oh, you know, it's so much effort to try and put two passing styles together. Why not just commit to the one? You know, it takes less effort. And, um, well, the problem is that's just not how it works. Um, you know, jujitsu doesn't work that way. And if we want to try and uh, solve this puzzle, 
we have to try different looks and we have to see different things. So that's what I'm working on at the moment and I often have to push myself even and, and just my subconscious away from that fixed mindset. God, that style of passing is so hard. Uh, it takes so much effort. Why are you trying to do that? Like let's say body lock passing, for example. It takes a lot of effort and, and you've got to be willing to grind up against frames and put your face in places that hurt and um, you know, to find the right place is hard. If I just looked at that as an obstacle and I tried the body lock once or twice, it just wouldn't work for me. Um, and then I would just go, oh, well, I shouldn't put so much effort in. Let's try something else. But it's those deep dives that I'm finding so rewarding. And I think that if you have a fixed mindset, you miss that reward. You miss that feeling of success and relief and satisfaction and that dopamine hit when you actually get it to work after months and months and months or even years of trying to get something to work. So that one is crucial for us to view effort as. You know, um, I guess I think it was Lex Friedman who talked about the idea of noble suffering. But, you know, essentially in a way you have to in some way be a little bit sick in the head to do jiu-jitsu you're pushing up against a wall that hurts every time so in a way you're already practicing something that is going to force you towards growth mindset I guess almost in a Pascal's wager kind of way you have to at least pretend that you're trying to a point where eventually you will actually be trying and putting effort in Um, so yeah that's a bit reductive way of looking at the wager but Maybe we'll look at that another time. Anyway, let's move on. And our next point is how the fixed mindset views criticism. So uh, this is a huge one, but criticism is viewed by the person with a fixed mindset as something that is negative um, and confrontational, and they tend to ignore useful negative feedback. Now, yes, constructive criticism needs to be layered in a way that a person can digest it and not take offense or feel upset by something that someone has said to them. In saying that, you must take criticism on board in any any kind of way that it is given to you because not everybody knows how to deliver good constructive criticism. I'm not talking about taking an insult on board as something real and and true about yourself but what I am trying to say is that we need to see and try and penetrate past the language to see if there's an axiom of truth in what is being said to us in that criticism if that makes sense when you have a fixed mindset you do not take criticism any kind on board and it reduces this narrative back to, oh, well, if they're criticizing me, I must suck at that, so I'm just going to stop doing it. Or are they criticizing me so they're jealous or they don't like me um, and I need to immediately go back to my fight or flight here and defend myself. All of these are so unconstructive to any form of development or growth in your jiu-jitsu, in your job or anything. You have to be able to take any kind of criticism and see if you can learn or grow from it. If you can't, well, life is going to be very hard. If I think about this from a jiu-jitsu perspective, um, the best coaches I have have actually been really ruthless with and, and, and to the point with the things that I needed to work on. 
Um, I remember I had a really good training partner who wasn't even really a coach of mine. Um, and I've had a few situations like this where as a white belt, I was getting triangled three or four or five times a roll with this guy. And he said, you know, you're getting triangled a lot. If it was once, you know, um, you know, maybe, maybe I just got you, but I'm triangling you two, three, four, five times in a row. You need to work on something. You need to figure out what's going wrong here. And he didn't give me the answer, but he phrased it in, in a blunt, yes, but in a, in a way that I recognized there was a huge hole in my game there. You know, I was just feeding an arm into a triangle, like literally every time and not thinking about it and then just getting submitted. I actively and consciously chose not to take offense to that because, well, why would I? I'm, I literally just got triangled by you. The fact is that my triangle defense probably needs work. I, I cannot take offense to that, you know? If I do, I'm just gonna hold myself back. And that's the problem with the fixed mindset is it actually anchors you to, to beliefs about yourself and then confirms them. So you're saying, oh, well, you know, um, my triangle defense sucks. And if you don't put in any of the effort because you keep hitting an obstacle or it's too much of a challenge, going back to our earlier points, you're not ever going to get better at that. You're just literally confirming that narrative about yourself and confirming the idea that intellect is or intelligence is static and fixed. So you have to take criticism on board well. I see this with my, uh, with my high school students as well. And I'm very conscious that with teenagers and adolescents, it is the first time that they are probably experiencing challenge or uh, criticism in these kinds of ways. You know, um, write an essay, you know, create a CV or, you know, whatever it is, you know, some kind of task. They perform it. You give them feedback. I have to be very, very conscious about the way that I deliver feedback for these students who are still well forming their mind and forming their personality i could go and hammer them with a million different things that they're doing wrong but that's probably going to take their confidence from underneath them it's probably going to confirm that narrative that they can't do something and therefore they are going to be fixed in their idea oh you know my teacher just said that i i can't write an essay like you know uh, my punctuation was terrible i had no structure in it uh, my paragraphs were all over the place i had run on sentences i guess i'm just not that good at it you have to be more structured than that in the kind of feedback and criticism you give to people so it is a two-way street to some extent here as the teacher as the training partner as the coach instructor whatever it is whatever your role you do have to be conscious about how you deliver feedback or criticism to the people in front of you. Let's move on to another extrinsic focus thing uh, around fixed mindset here to kind of start to wrap up. Um, the fixed mindset has a very interesting way of looking at uh, the, the success of others. So they feel threatened by the success of others. When you have a fixed mindset, you're you're incapable of feeling happy that other people have succeeded. Be this your training partners, be this your uh, gym nemesis, if you have one, um, be this the competitors from other gyms that you often face. I think this, this one is the most interesting because it's so tied into competitive mindset a lot of the time. Um, 
And I love that quote from uh, There Will Be Blood, the film. Um, and Daniel Day-Lewis plays Daniel Plain, Plainview, like an oil mogul. And there's a scene uh, where he's, he's discussing his competitive drive. And he says, I can't stand seeing other people win or something along those lines. And um, I, he, he's like, I hate to see other people succeed. And I think that that tells you so much about this point in the fixed mindset um, and that hyper competitiveness that we often see in, in a sport like jiu-jitsu or any martial arts, really. There is a, and to use the term, toxic level of competitiveness that often drives a person to succeed, right? Like hating seeing other people win. And the only way to channel that, I guess, in a positive way is to go, well, I hate seeing them win, so I better get in there and beat them. And yes, that that does work for a while, but what happens when your body starts to fail? What happens when you start to age? What happens when you can't compete anymore? How are you gonna feel about your training partners or the people you're coaching winning? You haven't really practiced that mentality. You haven't had that narrative run before. And some people just really struggle to see that. Objectively, I should be able to feel extremely happy that the person I've been training with won a bronze, silver or gold, or like won a match or performed a technique well. It is so crucial that we can feel happy for other people <laughs> like to say it in the most obvious way I like I mean it's it almost sounds reductive or insulting but um, I, I don't mean it in that way the fixed mindset can become something that is so embedded in our psychology for whatever reason and from whatever experiences that we can often fail to recognize it for ourselves and I'm like I said at the start the big disclaimer is you don't need to punish yourself if you have these kinds of narratives in your mind the first thing we have to do is recognize them before we can start to make changes but those things don't have to be overnight they it's they will not happen overnight <laughs> let's let's be honest um, and in, in all honesty they may never happen if you do, if you're not equipped with the the skills or the capacity to deal with them so you know, all of these points are so important for you to think about and reflect on in your own mentality. Just to wrap up, there's a really important uh, kind of end note to all, all of these sections. You know, challenges, obstacles, effort, criticism, and the success of others, and how the fixed mindset has dealt with them. As a result of the fixed mindset dealing with these things in these ways, the person with the fixed mindset experiences plateaus early and achieves less than their full potential. Think about that. All of these things confirm a deterministic view of the world. I've already reflected on that in some of those narratives that we were talking about. Oh, well, you know, I received this criticism about my guard passing technique. That must mean I suck at guard passing. Therefore, I will always suck at guard passing. That is a deterministic view of the world. We look at everything that has happened, that has led us to here, and we do not believe that we have the ability to change that thing. 
That is what deterministic means. When it comes to plateauing, we see that so often in jujitsu. I, I, I hear a lot of people, and I have heard a lot of people who have really quit because they felt that they weren't getting better or because they had plateaued. There are so many things for you to work on in jujitsu that it should be impossible for you to plateau. How can you confidently say, oh, I cannot get any better at this one thing? That is fixed mentality. That is a fixed mindset statement. You should be going into every session with a goal or a view to improve at least one thing that you are doing. That's just basic smart goal setting as we've discussed in previous episodes. But it's also the best way to prime yourself to be in a growth mindset. Did I achieve that goal today? No. Okay, well, what can I do differently tomorrow to break through that obstacle? How much more effort do I need to put in to that specific area? You are now being growth mindset focused. You have to think this way if you want to improve. I'm not saying you have to think this way. I'm only saying you have to start thinking this way if you want to improve. (laughs) So that's up to you. I've been going for a wee while now. Um, So I hope that you have found this kind of exploration and discussion on the fixed mindset to be helpful. Um, This is part two of what will be a three-part series on the fixed and growth mindset. So I encourage that you go back and have a listen to part one if you would like a broader view of what we're talking about here and to get a bit of contrast but also to get a taste of where we'll go next with growth mindset focus. I've been fixed mindset focused in this episode. um, And, you know, it's often a long process for us to start to think about. I have to start saying to myself every day, how could I change my mentality for the better? How can I change my internal narrative for the better? That is so important if you want to really get anywhere with anything your job uh, your art your martial art uh, your relationships what could you be doing better in any of those areas you know how much effort are you putting in what kind of obstacles are you pushing up against what criticism are you receiving Um, who who around you is experiencing success with those things and are you capable of feeling happy for them All of those things are things that we need to reflect upon and essentially start to adjust for ourselves in our thinking if we want to move away from a fixed mindset and towards a growth mindset. So thanks very much for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope that this is something that, um, you know, in some way can ring true for you or provide you with some nuance to something that you're dealing with or experiencing yourself. you know, that's mainly why I publish these episodes. It's, um, it's a way for me to download my thoughts um, and, and sort of clear the clutter of my brain. Um, so I appreciate everyone who listens. Um, I, I really do appreciate um, those of you who take the time when you see me to have a chat about the podcast as well. Um, I'm sorry if I punish you with my um, with whatever diatribal monologue is currently running through my head, but 
um, I'm really looking forward to nailing down a couple more of these episodes over um, over the next couple of weeks while I'm while I'm off of work. Um, if you are interested in hearing about any particular topics, I'm really open to suggestions. Um, I, I encourage you to head over to um, Articulate BJJ on Instagram or Facebook um, and and find me there. Um, you know leave a review if you've enjoyed it like and share the podcast if you've enjoyed it through your social media um and you know my dms on instagram are always open um, for discussion if you want to talk particularly about these things um please don't hit me up about um what netflix shows i'm watching um I, you know i probably won't reply to dross like that to be honest <laughs> no offense um and finally um book review um at the moment i'm really determined to finish hell's angels uh this uh this school holiday um <laughs> let's let's say i've had a prolonged relationship with the book um it's easily been one of hunter's uh most enjoyable pieces for me to read um you know every chapter i've i finish i just seem to sit there and kind of dwell on the the imagery and the the chaos that he's he's kind of managed to capture somehow in this uh in in such a subculture you know um it's such a deep dive to be having for such a different walk of life that i guess i i've been exposed to but never really been a part of and you know as the as ever the gonzo journalist um he he just does it in a way which is fantastic. So I'm looking to finish that book up. My my uh, nightstand has about six other books sitting on it, just aching to be read. And yeah, that's something I'm kind of uh, self-flagellating about a bit at the moment, I guess. It's just my reading speed. Um, let me know if you've got any good book recommendations when you DM me or um, you know when you see me. Um, I'm always out looking for something new to read. And yeah, thank you very much for listening and I will catch you in the next episode. Uh, Train hard, train safe and have fun. Oh.